Hello and welcome back to a brand new Player 2 preview discussion. My name is Paul James. Today I'm joined by Player 2 editor-in-chief and legend Matt Houston. How's things, mate? Good, mate. It's been a while. It feels like it's been a while. Anyway, we haven't done one of these for ages. Yeah, I mean, I was commenting when I had Jamie Penning on to do one of the review discussions for Octopath a few weeks back. That was the first for the year, and that was the beginning of May. Jeez, we've been slack, haven't we? So we've, we've kind of, yeah, the, all those sorts of things are kind of formed by the wayside because it's just been a crazy year. But uh, none, none of that. We'll, we'll, we're getting into preview mode. You've been uh, checking out a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed related stuff. In fact, there's a trilogy of games that you've been looking at here. Well, trilogy's maybe not the right word to use, but a trio of a trio, games. A trio of um, Assassin's that, Creed. That you've had a bit of a look at. And so I'm keen to kind of pick your brain a little bit about those. You've yeah seen a whole bunch of footage. Stuff that, uh, I mean, the embargo should be lifting now at about the time that uh, Ubisoft Forward wraps up. Yep. Uh, so, I guess let's start with maybe the most recent announcement of all of these games. There's Assassin's Creed Nexus, which is a VR game. Um, yeah. Recently popped up at the Meta Quest event. What do you know? So, uh, the Nexus, Assassin's Creed Nexus, is a VR title built from the ground up for VR, utilising um, three classic Assassin's characters. Two really good ones and the most boring one ever. So Connor. Uh, <laughs> Connor, yeah. yeah how'd you know? Because <laughs> he's the worst one. Uh, Cassandra and Ezio, and why they chose Connor over Edward Kenway, I will never know, but they did. Um, it'll be it, oh yeah. It'll be a gameplay thing. Surely it's like something to do with the tomahawks or something yeah, like it'll that. Be, it'll like, be the tomahawk yeah, thing. Yeah, it'll be the tomahawk thing. I think. Um, but yeah, so essentially, this is a full Assassin's Creed game in VR, um, built from the ground up. Now Ubisoft have got a pretty good record with VR stuff. They've done some some good ones. Far Cry VR was quite good. Uh, the Star Trek Bridge Room was a really unique take and something you don't see often in in VR. So. They've got they've got some runs on the boards with the technology. Um, I do find it strange that it's uh, it's a MetaQuest exclusive at this point. It'll be timed. Um, it'll be timed. Uh, I feel like PlayStation would be a bit upset they're missing one like this because that that'd really help them at the moment because I think they're they're struggling to get a few games out there and it would have been nice to have a big old Assassin's Creed game on it, but uh, it'll come eventually, I'm sure. Um, and what it, what it looks like it's doing is is really implementing. Um, the motion controls into a first-person kind of um, assassin's adventure. So uh, you flick the wrist, and a, a blade will come out. You know, like like in the game, you you know swing the axe. You can grab at your side for your what they say, grab at your side for your your swords, grab at the back for the bow. Um, you know, and all these different positions on your body, which you'll have to learn, obviously. Um, and flick the wrist for the blade. Uh, It'll be know, one of those things that at the beginning, a bit like, and I still think back to like when uh, Batman Arkham, Arkham VR first came out, mm. and you had all of, you know Batman's tools kind of at your belt, and so initially you'd be looking down to make sure, oh yeah, that's right, that's where you know I grab Batarang yeah. or whatever it happened to be, but then after a while you okay, I know where these are, and you just reach down there without looking, pick it up. I'd, I'd imagine that's the that's the idea behind it, and also they did say they were, they're very big on the accessibility in VR too. So and Ubisoft have been really good in in that front in recent games as well. So I expect them to, you know, cater for people that, you know, suffer from the, the motion sickness and, and people that, you know, may not be uh, able to move as freely and things like that. So I'm sure there there's a whole bunch of different ways to, to do this. But how they demonstrate it was, you know, you're basically enacting the role of an assassin. And uh, what I saw, it looked very cool. I mean, like I said, Cassandra and Ezio are the two best assassins. Um, 
yeah, in my stop. humble opinion. Yeah, uh, with Edward Kenway coming third. Um, then Connor's a bit boring, but yeah, like it's got to be a mechanics thing why they've picked him. No, um, it certainly makes sense that the tomahawk yeah. was a thing that even to this day is still pretty unique to to Connor. So mechanically, yeah. it makes sense to bring it in there, which means you have to pull the character across too. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, they could have used Adeline. Didn't Adeline? She used the tomahawks as well. She was in the same era, wasn't oh, she? Oh yeah, from Liberation. But, but no one liked that game. So <laughs> yeah, Connor's <laughs> still more recognisable, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's looking it's looking like it's going to be good, and especially considering they were showing it on the, the Quest 2, not the Quest 3, um, which is pretty impressive. Uh, that, that's going to come along with the uh, Quest upgrade. The Quest 2 is getting a firmware upgrade that's apparently yep. improving performance quite significantly. Um, so it's going to come across with that, which is very cool, because I've got a Quest, and you know I use it mainly for fitness apps at this point in time. So uh, a nice, big, hearty adventure will be fun, I think. Yeah, we're uh, picking up a few quests at work at the moment, so I think I might just yeah. uh, skim them from, uh, bring them home from time to time, and yeah, just check and jump in and fill yeah. in a few of those gaps. Uh, it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Claim, it's, claim it's for work purposes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and as I guess, I think am I still the only person? I know it's not. Um, I know it's not coming to PlayStation at the moment. I think I'm the only person still on the team that has PSVR two. Like I'm, you know, big on P- on VR. Like it's just just a matter of as you kind of said. You know, getting this game to all different platforms, and I'm sure it's only a matter of time. But certainly keen on yeah. VR, and um, it's one that I'm yeah really keen to play. I do love myself some Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it looks it looks great. Honestly, it looks like one of the really good attempts to bring a AAA traditional game into the VR space without just you know slapping a first person overview on yeah. something you've already done. You know. Um. So before we get to kind of the I guess the main headline act, we got another I guess. You know, spin-off sort of title here. Yeah. Uh, a game that people are a little more familiar with because when we had that big Assassin's Creed 15th anniversary showcase late last year, that's when we learned about Assassin's Creed Jade, um, yep. which is the the mobile title. Uh, and that's, yeah. that's I think, rapidly approaching a release at this point. It's kind of flying along. Yeah, in China. They've, they've got a um, test flight coming beta, yeah, for s- September-ish, I think was... From memory, they were talking about it, but um, you know, there's a test coming up, and then then it'll be pretty close, as is with mobile games. They gen- generally test these things about a month out, and then then drop them. Boom, there they are. Um, yeah, look, I'm not I'm not sure about this one. It looks good, don't get me wrong. For a mobile game, it looks very impressive. Uh, the key will be controls, right? Um, getting touch screens controls because I don't want to have to have a backbone. I don't want to have to sync an Xbox controller, controller yeah. to my phone. You is, know, that, I don't, is that an option though? Like, can you do that? I, I believe it will be. Um, I think they'd be mental not to. And and we know this sort of third-person action game can work because Genshin Impact has, you know, taken over the world. So yeah, uh, they it can be done. It's just it's just a bit of a rarity that it's done well. So I hope they nail that. That's the most important part of it. But otherwise, it looks really good. It looks probably on par with like the three the 360 sort of Assassin's Creed games from looks. Yeah, good. Um, you know, uh, so. That's pretty impressive because you've got a range of mobiles to get it to work on. Obviously, it'll favour the, the newer Samsungs and Apples and, and Google phones. But, um, you know, it, I'm sure it'll work on a range of them. Um, they'd be mad not to. And, yeah, sure. uh, yeah it, it'd be interesting. If it's a full-fledged story, um, I'm down. Worry about, you know, with all mobile games, the worries like uh, monetization and how how nasty that is. Um where the paywall is, you know, that if the paywall gets in the road of story, 
that's a bad thing. Have they indicated um, whether it's a free-to-play game in the first place or free to, they haven't, free to start? They haven't indicated. I'd imagine, like, in this day and age, though, it's very rare that there's a paid mobile game come out. Um, yeah, when they are, they're the outlier and, they're, yeah. they're, they're, and they make a fuss about it too, typically. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think it'll be a paid mobile. I think it'll be a free-to-play. And I hope they handle it like Genshin Impact, to be honest, because you can play that game pretty much from start to finish without spending a cent. Um, it, it's it's pretty good, yeah, especially the, the story grind's side a little bit longer. If that's what the grind's mean. a bit yeah. longer or whatever, whatever it needs to be. But yeah, I, I hope they they they're not aggressive. They, I don't think it needs to be. It's Assassin's Creed. People yeah. are going to dig that, so they don't need to be overly aggressive. People will be happy with, you know, playing as Edward Kenway in a as a skin or you know or something you know things like that. That yeah, if you make a good pretty, experience, pretty put those put those cosmetic elements on top. Yeah. that aren't actually integral to completing the, the, the task at hand, then you're going to get people that want to yeah, dress up their character to look like their favourite assassin or yeah, um, exactly. you know, get this certain hat or whatever. You know, the, the typical cosmetic... A fancy new sword stuff. Yeah. or, you know, something that you know makes your sword look flashy or, you know, whatever. But... Idle animations, Fortnite-style dances, <laughs> whatever it happens to be. Like, it's, it's only a matter of time, but yeah... Um, I guess, yeah, the, the big thing is how does it actually... I guess the big question, sorry, will be how does it actually work when it comes to that touchscreen-only interface? Because, yeah. yeah, if... I mean, like, I've got the backbone. I've, you know, I've got yeah. Bluetooth. I've got, you know, there's, I've got a range of different options there. And if I've got... Like, that, that's fine for me. No worries. Because um, I can just clip the, uh, the phone in and off I go. Yeah. But not everyone has that. They, they are, in some cases, they are expensive. Certainly, the backbone is an expensive peripheral. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not not necessarily everyone's made that investment, but they need to make sure that, that base touchscreen functionality yeah, works and works well. Because you don't carry a controller in your pocket, right? You no. know, the idea behind a mobile is wherever you are, you can whip it out and have a bit of a game, but uh, you're not carrying a controller around with you. You're not necessarily carrying even a backbone around with you. So, yeah. you know, um, having that touchscreen is essential to uh, getting it right, I think. Uh but yeah, it looks promising, and I, I like the setting. I like the idea of. I think the. I'm very keen for Assassin's Creed, uh, the Japanese one, when it comes. Yeah, I think red. It, it's a real, uh, unplumbed, area that this franchise has missed is Asian history. So, you've you've got a lot there, and they've done little side ones with the side scrollers in in India and and uh, China before, but India, um, China, and Russia. The, the Russia, three. yeah. yeah. Um, but nothing in a, in the three D space, and I think that there's just a lot of history there that that would suit this this franchise, and that's yeah. the joy of the franchise, right? Isn't it? Playing in time. Yeah, I mean, and people have been losing their mind for years at the idea of Assassin's Creed going to Japan, and they never pulled the trigger, and then Sucker Punch got them with Ghost of Tsushima in the end, and, <laughs> and you know, arguments can be made as that maybe they outstripped a lot of things that the Assassin's Creed franchise had done up to that yeah. point. So they are now finally having a crack at it. That's still a few years off, but this is yeah. certainly an opportunity to kind of dip the toe in and, and show people what they can do within that kind of, uh, with that, with that Asian aesthetic, it's not obviously yeah, yeah. identical, uh, you know, lots of differences between the Chinese and Japanese, uh, you know, motifs and those sort of things. But that, but, that area of the world is largely um, untouched by them, you yeah, know, and you can easily see an Assassin's Creed game set in Mongolia during the Genghis Khan reign. You could see, you know, there's a lot there that yeah. hasn't been touched. Um, even and we'll in, get there, in Burma I'm sure. and Thailand <laughs> and places like that where there's, there's, there's centuries of history that haven't been touched yet. And, and we as whiteies generally don't know much about. So yeah. that, that excites me, you know. I know Greek history just because 
it's something you learn about. But I don't know what happened in Singapore. I don't know what happened in Thailand. I don't know what happened in Malaysia. So and the franchise does such a good good job of yeah. telling stories within those spaces and and kind of interacting with real world events Absolutely. in really meaningful ways. So it's it's always really really cool. Uh, which takes us to I guess you know one of those kind of points in history that maybe people don't as you say us whiteys don't necessarily know the greatest deal amount. Uh, yep. Assassin's Creed Mirage is coming out October 12th and um, you've seen a bit more of it. So what are, you, what are you thinking? Because this is a bit of a throwback in some respects. It is. It's very much of the feel of the first uh, Assassin's Creed and, and the Ezio trilogy. Um, absolutely more about the parkour through tall buildings, uh, about uh, stealth elements. Um, it's uh, very much focused on role-playing as an assassin again uh whereas the last three big ones you haven't actually been an assassin you've been a magi you've been a viking and you've you've been a greek uh bounty hunter or uh mystios yeah Um, certainly yeah the assassination component has kind of been lacking yeah i mean you could still do it don't get me wrong and it was still fun but it wasn't you weren't an assassin you're you're you were a warrior essentially in this assassin's world um whereas this is definitely about being an assassin and there looks like some really cool abilities and, and things like that. It, it very much feels like they've taken the the concept of the original one and just updated it in, in a lot of nice ways. The uh, parkour looked fantastic, which was always key, you know, to getting that, that original Assassin's yeah. Creed. And I think they finally nailed it in the Ezio trilogy. Um, and this is, this is taking it that next further. Uh, it looks really fluid. There's some cool abilities, like there's this quick strike ability, I noticed. You can tag enemies and do a quick, triple assassination so you take one zoom to the next zoom to the next and take three down really quickly i can get around um, that yeah it was very cool it's it's like in far cry you can do it if you yeah. stab someone in the back and then pull their knife out and throw it at them you know that sort of thing um it, it was very cool the setting looks stunning i mean it's in set in baghdad um and uh the buildings and the markets and you know i don't think people realize that Baghdad was such a cultural center of the world yeah. at one point um, and, and a really important part to trade for all around the world. So it's a very, for, for its time, it was a very multicultural setting. Um, so a very, very interesting setting. And I think uh, playing as a character we've already seen, uh, just a younger version of, um, we're playing as Basim, who was in Valhalla, yep. um, and he was kind of... Uh, this is before, uh, though, his Valhalla. This is set before yeah, Valhalla, yeah. yep, yep. So it's his rise to within the assassins and how he becomes an assassin. Um, it's apparently a shorter, more contained adventure. They're uh, actually Ticking charging all the less. the right boxes with this. Yeah, they're, char- they're charging less for it, actually. So um, because they've even said, yeah, we realise this isn't... You know the big RPG assassins. It's it's a smaller contained adventure. Um, so I like it. I really like what they're doing with it. I think it's going to bring a lot of fans back. I think it's going to for people like me that are just a bit tired. Uh, Valhalla was was quite. I really enjoyed Valhalla, but it is big and it is tiring. It's and, the first um, Assassin's Creed that I've not finished because I just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't contend yeah. with how much of it there was. It's just it was just huge and. Uh, so I think this will bring back people like me that are just just a little bit weary of it, and I, I hope it's something that Ubisoft continue to play with. You know, doing a, a smaller contained one alongside their bigger, which I assume the Japanese one is going to be once again in that bigger scope. Yeah, of red things. and uh, <clears throat> what was the the witch the witch hunt the witch one, one after um, that? 
to the Salem Witch hex, Trials. Hex, yeah. Hex, hey, hex, whatever it is, yeah. So I imagine, hopefully, that one, I know I'm assuming the, the Witch Trials one will be another smaller, or at least I hope that's the way they go. Uh, I think there's certainly scope in this franchise to do both. Um, and by doing both, I think they're going to keep people you engaged, more invested. The audience, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's looking really good. I'm I'm genuinely excited for it, uh, and um, it's it's nice. Uh, Ubisoft are on a bit of a bit of a run lately. I think uh, they've had a rough couple of years, and I think uh, the last few um, things we've seen from them have been pretty interesting. So, yeah, I mean, um, I guess kind of alluding to other stuff that's going up at the yep. same time. We've got uh, the crew that's that's yes. looking quite good. Uh, as of the time that we record, we this is before the Ubisoft Forward. This is after the Xbox Showcase. Mm-hmm. We've learned about their new Star Wars game uh, from yep. Massive. There, like the you know, there's there's pieces that are slowly coming into coming back into place, and you know, some of that skepticism and cynicism that I think a lot of us had been perhaps justifiably mm. forming around that company is. Just even, being, even the surprise that X Defiant was actually pretty good because I gave yeah. that zero chance of being enjoyable, but I actually had a blast with the beta. So, um, yeah, you know, the, the, it seems to be that they, they're kind of getting their ducks in a row uh, again, which is really nice. And, and my um, preview, I got to go hands-on with the crew Motorfest. That's up on now on our YouTube channel. Um, and that surprised me. I mean, it really did. Like, the first two crew games were very bland, um, solid races that were just lacking personality. This has seems to have fixed that. So, and and a smaller scope has once again helped them. I feel, you know, um, raining down on gigantic open worlds at the moment seems to be Ubisoft's key to, to getting me excited. I guess, <laughs> and probably I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. So, um, it, it works. It works, and stick yeah. with it, and. The, yeah, they seem to be coming back into play. And as of the time that this goes live, there'll be a whole bunch more information about the the trio of games that we've discussed about mo. Uh, uh, Why did I just go? Motor, like uh, the crew. Motorfest. Sorry, the crew. Yeah. I went to call it Motorstorm for a second in, in a deep <laughs> cut there. Um, and a whole lot more Star Wars. We're going to get a deep deep dive into, as well as a host of other things that Ubisoft's got to show off. So. Um, I guess people should make sure to stay tuned to the website, player2.net.au, for a whole bunch of... I mean, we'll do a versus piece discussing everything that we see. Um, we've been smashing those out over the course of this summer game first yep. period. Uh, there's obviously your preview of the crew to go check out. There's a whole bunch of awesome stuff, so make sure to check all that stuff out. And thank you to Ubisoft for providing Matt the opportunity to check it all out. Yeah, it's been wonderful, and, and Ubisoft have been very generous in, in making sure we get advanced uh, coverage of, of their upcoming slate, which is, is, which is wonderful and helps us inform you our dear watchers good guy ubisoft um all right we'll wrap things up there uh as we've mentioned this is going live immediately after the showcase so feel free to uh add your thoughts now that you've had an opportunity to see these assassin's creed games yourself uh but otherwise make sure to visit the website player2.net.au the youtube channel you're already on it subscribe like share Check out a whole bunch of other videos. Like lots of videos. We'll offset that douchebag who's downvoting everything. Um, <laughs> and uh, Matt, social media. Uh, Huso81 on Twitter. Uh, the standard caveat that as long as Twitter still exists. Uh, and yeah, everything at Player2AU. Um, when I'm swearing, I'm on mine. When I'm not swearing, I'm on Player2AU. So. And look, sometimes it bleeds across because he doesn't realise which account he's on. But that's fine. It happens. Like, it's, it's rare. Uh, Paul James Games for myself. And again, thank you Ubisoft for the opportunity and uh, let's hope we're doing this again sometime soon. Hopefully. We'll see you later. See ya. 